roll with this thing. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button, share the content. Appreciate you. Yeah, impromptu. We're going to get this thing going one way or another. You guys know how this thing go, right? Appreciate everybody that's in this thing. Uh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, fam. Let me see if I can get my uh, my deals together, man, before we get to talking about this uh, Atlanta Falcons versus the uh, Cowboys. This, to me personally, may, may be one of those games that we really got to put in some things. We really got to put in some things. Shout out to your money-making mall. I see you over there, man, holding it down for the ones and twos over there. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. Almost finished with this thing, man. Appreciate you. Got to get my uh, my my stuff together. <laughs> Here we go, man. Appreciate you. There we go. Appreciate your patience, man. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content. Let's go with it. Let's roll with it. Especially uh, those who've been following the channel for a long time. You guys know how we go. <laughs> yeah. Let me jam it up a little bit more. Put that on your mental. Yeah. If I could find all of my buttons here, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate the patience. Drop that away and pull this one up. This got to be the one right here. Yeah. Uh, drop this one away. Appreciate you. Let that room fill up, man. Appreciate you. Flows. What's good with you? All right, Cowboy. I know it's the longest intro in life, but hey, bear with me while I roll with this thing. Right, Cowboy Nation. Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the nation, man. It is what it is. Uh, for those who uh, follow the channel, uh, continue to tell your friends about the channel. Uh, got some important mo news that's going to uh, come about through this uh, talk deal. Uh, this game coming around the corner. This is the thing. The Atlanta Falcons, they're, they got some offense. Their offense is scary. They put up 30 points a game, to whether you like it or not. That's what they do at home. And on top of that, looking at the uh, the angle the uh, the officials saying, and I'm not trying to say this thing, uh, that the officials are always flag whoopers and this sorts of things. But history and, and uh, previous games show that we got to outplay the officials. We, gotta, we can't have those as, as excuses. We have to get out there and fight, roll up our sleeves and fight. It's something about Jerry Jones and the, uh, I guess, Roger Goodell's of the worlds. And it is what it is. But I do like, I do like us fighting and handling through the, uh, the adversities of life and, and still overcoming uh, uh, these obstacles as it relates to football and, and officials and everything like that. Appreciate Randy Gregory. Thank those who finally watched my videos as far as the film breakdowns and film reviews. Hey, 
this team, this team got to step it up in so many factors. Dak Prescott, I think that he got to hit Amari Cooper. I think that this should be a game that Amari Cooper get over 100 yards. If not, for those who are watching on my Law Nation page, you see what I used as the, uh, the thumbnail. Cole Beasley. This may be the game that he steps it up completely because think about this. I think that the Atlanta Falcons defense is trash, and I, and I must say that they are trash from a simple fact that they can't stop nobody as well as it relates to uh, our defense. Our defense is cold, nasty, and their offense is nasty, but their defense is kind of trash. So we, on the other hand, we have to take advantages of those opportunities, and now this team, this team, if they say that they are and they want to be Super Bowl caliber teams or playoff caliber teams or a team that's dominant, they must go out there and perform the way that they should. And I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott. I'm talking about uh, uh, this should be a game that the uh, coaching staff release all of the of the uh, anxieties, all of the uh, protections and, and the cufflinks that they got on Dak Prescott and let him play RPO football and let him take advantages of throwing the ball down the field and, and just stop, don't handcuff him. Cowboys cannot shoot themselves in the foot. We got to win majority of these games. I had at the beginning of the season, I had the Cowboys going 10-6. and six. That's why I had them going 10 and 6. So somehow they don't need to make me a fool, right? <laughs> Just playing, but I'm not out there playing. So uh, what I'm saying is that this team, the Cowboys team, must step it up collectively. And, and they do have the opportunity to do so. And, and they just have to do this. Appreciate you, young Wilson. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, Fred Woods over here. Appreciate you, man. Uh, who else? Mark, Mike Marto. Appreciate you, man. My guy, Roy from, from, from the L.A. What's good with you? Louisiana in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Diego, what's good, man? Shout out to you and your whole entire family. Sergeant AR10, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. And also on my um, my beautiful and my wonderful Facebook page, those, I call them the Facebook elites over here. Kerry Teagle, David Thornton, Jamal Anderson, Kojak Martinez, uh, Ajay, uh, Ajay, appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this thing, share this thing throughout. Lamar Brown, what's good, baby? Lamar Brown, home skillet, man. What's going on with you, Bob Heck? Appreciate you, man. Lamar Brown is one of the coldest guys that's out there with the ball, dribbling. I'm talking about basketball. If that's the Lamar Brown that I know, you know, he's out there, man. I appreciate you for tuning in to the thing. Russell and uh, all those that's on my uh, – Bob, again, thank you uh, for being part of the Facebook notification squad. I think that you are. <laughs> but um, – we're going to talk about uh, Cowboys experience before I go a little bit further into this thing. Cowboys experience is the ultimate. I'm talking about ultimate package for Cowboys fans. Uh, as, as we guys know that uh, we got a game coming around after this game. We got another game. We played against the Redskins on the Thursday on, on Thanksgiving where everybody eating their turkey and having a good time, laughing it up. You know what I mean? You know, if you know how to cook and you know how to get down and, and throw down the day before that. We're having a special event. We already have uh, Jeff Heath, Michael Gallup, Rod Smith in the original 88. We're going to be live in the flesh. We're going to be talking about Cowboy stuff. You can go ahead and come on out. Um, there will be a book 
that I'm going to give you if you come out to this event, free 99. Um, it's going to be an Emmett Smith book that I'm going to give you guys for coming out. All you got to do is use promo code or just say, hey, law. <laughs> I'm here because Law Nation sent me or what have you. And uh, it will be in Plano, Texas. If you're in the Texas area, it's worth the drive. It's worth the trip because you get a chance to meet these guys, the uh, Cowboys players and things like that. And we got a lot. And I'm talking about tons of things for you guys out there for these type of events that we will uh, continue to grow. And shout out to Cowboys Experience. Just go to their website, especially go to their Facebook page. This is what we're driving for right now. Go to their particular Facebook page. It's Cowboys Experience. Or you can just do Cowboys hashtag, hashtag Cowboys XP. And it will take you to their beautiful page. And if you are uh, having troubles finding their website, if you're on my uh, YouTube page, just go down there to the description box, jump in that thing, and uh, hit up Cowboys Experience. And you will enjoy, I guarantee uh, all of the things that we got going on, especially during the off season when it comes around. We're going to have a lot of things for everybody. Um, 30 year ranked defense. This is from Young Wilson for the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. If they're 30 year ranked defense and the Cowboys got dog at me um, when we play them, and I'm talking about when we play them this weekend, Ezekiel Elliott, the path of the righteous man, he should be able to eat. He should be able to see what Nick, I think his last name is Chubbs, or what he did with the Cleveland. Now, this is the difference. Cleveland Browns, I believe, played the Atlanta Falcons at their turf on their and their home, you know. So, and to me personally, I think that the Atlanta Falcons is trash when they play outside of the stadium, when they're not playing on inside a dome per se. I think they are not a uh, outside or an outdoors type of team. So, it could be one of those type of deals that's going on. Jordan Reed, man, appreciate you for making a donation to help grow the nation. Law. Could you touch on JG and SC specifically on how to develop a quarterback? Thank you. And the video breakdown donations to support the nation. Appreciate you, Jordan. Um, you want me to touch on basically, and he made the donation uh, to help grow this thing. And, you know, I appreciate the donation. He said, can I touch on uh, Jason Garrett and Scott? I, I don't know. Who's, who, who is SC? Man, let me know who SC is. Uh, this is the thing, as far as coaching developing uh, quarterbacks. The last time the Cowboys drafted a quarterback beyond, like, as Dak Prescott and Mike White or what have you, uh, was this other guy, Stephen McGee. I could be wrong on his first name, but he came from, uh, I think I think he came from Texas A&M, and uh, he, was, he was horrible. He was horrible in our system, never picked up the system. I think he won us maybe one game. But uh, he was a, an elusive quarterback who can run with his legs. But they try to change him into a pocket quarterback. They try to make him do things that he wasn't comfortable doing. And he ended up uh, uh, just falling to the wayside. A lot of people were saying, ah, he's trash and this sort of thing. But no, I think that when he came to the Cowboys, he regressed in so many ways that he was out of the league in, 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 in the next following years or what have you. This team... We just not known for developing quarterbacks outside of what the uh, miracle of what Tony Romo did for this franchise and this organization is beyond me. Tony Romo took control of the uh, of the offense and uh, pretty much on the latter part of his years, he said, you know what? Forget what the coaches are calling. I'm going to call my own plays. I'm going to call my own suits. And, and this is what happened. 
Now, far as Dak Prescott, and these are not built-in excuses for Dak Prescott. I really think that in order for Dak Prescott to be good in this particular system, they have to do and play towards his strengths, <laughs> not towards uh, what the previous quarterback strengths were or not towards the uh, whatever pocket quarterback stance that they want them to do. It's just That's just the bottom line. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's not the perfect passer of the ball. Uh, his delivery is not the best of the world. But can he win you games? Yes, 2016 proved that. And believe it or not, 2017 proved that because he still was 9-7. I know some organizations I know some organizations that will kill to have a 9-7 season. So we as Cowboys fans, we want the best for the team. I understand. But the problem is that sometimes we want the best so fast and so quick that we stunt the growth of a young developing quarterback. And we look at other things. Uh, and I go back to saying this. Yes, Daniel Mazza, Santa Claus. They believe in Santa Claus, basically. Uh, this is the thing. Uh, Nietzsche said, uh, do not spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't have. Because something, the thing that you do have was once something you dreamed for or long for or something that you really wanted. In 2015, we was all praying and hoping that maybe if we can just get some type of quarterback that can win us some decency of a game or at least have some type of good backup quarterback play, and we didn't have that in 2015. And the exact same thing happened in 2016, but yet and still, lo and behold, Dak Prescott was able to win and stay healthy. When you're healthy, you're wealthy. And that's what the Cowboys organization need to understand. Now, even though we playing against the Atlanta Falcons, who um, who got a nice, I'm talking about a brilliant, wonderful quarterback. But let me know what he looks like in his third year or his fourth year. It took this brother about six or seven years to become the quarterback that we see <laughs> of, of today. Matt Ryan, you know, so. Although Matt Ryan is a nice guy out there on the field and he can circumcise a gnat almost with his precision passes and, and he's, he's tall with statue and he, he don't have the, the fastest feet in the world, but he know how to slide around in the pocket. Got a great, got a great, I'm talking about a great decision making sometimes at times and pinpoint accuracy with his balls. But the problem is that he do crumble sometimes. Some people call him, uh, not mad at ice all the time. They some sometimes people call them faulty ice, you know. So we will see. Thank you, Young Wilson, for making the donation to help grow the nation, man. Law Dallas will win twenty-eight to thirteen. Man, you putting it out there real quick. If we can hold them to thirteen points in their building, then this Cowboys defense is for real. <laughs> yes, this Cowboys defense will be for real if they can hold the uh, the mighty Atlanta Falcons in their home. To only 13 points. Uh, you want Philly Philly. He said Cowboys is ASS. <laughs> oh, man. He just hating on the Cowboys. But appreciate you, man, for uh, putting that comment down there. Aloha from uh, Vach Lombardi. My brother from another brother. My brother from another mother. What's good with you, man? Um, Vach will we'll be at the uh, Cowboys Experience event. That's what I'm talking about. Maddie Slush. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he does tend to uh, fold up like that in, in certain factors. But this team, this team can win if they stay focused. 
um, if they limit uh, eliminate their mistakes. And, and this can be quite possible if they do those particular things. Let me see what we got here. <clears throat> Appreciate you guys. Well, let me see what we got here. Um, yes. So uh, with that being said, man, uh, guys, I would love for all you guys to be out there. If you can, if you're in the Dallas area, hit me up and uh, also go join the Cowboys Experience, Cowboys XP. Join their website and uh, see if we can get things going in these right directions as far as that. And then also, let me scroll up on their uh, page here. I, I know you guys see all the wonderful things that they got going on. Uh, they got something else, too. Time to vote for your Cowboys player. Fan voting in 2019 Pro Bowl. They also have multiple ways to win things. They got this thing called Air Too Tall Jones. Um, <clears throat> they got a, a wonderful um, a deal going on. And on the website, you just have to go to the website. Of course, this is my film breakdown that you, that you guys can see on the web page, too. Uh, they got special, and I'm talking about special prizes for for you to win uh, certain um, uh, deals. And I want you guys to go to their website and you can win like consolation prizes, There's a whole bunch of other things that, that I, I would be remiss to add, but just go to their website and, and uh, you will see um, what, what we have here. Nick blue, Brian Bradford, they're going to be all right. What Brian Bradford saying? Cowboys defense is banged up. I, I don't know if the defense banged up. Maybe the front four, uh, maybe you can look at it from that aspect. You can say that they are, they're not the, uh, I guess you can say that, that David Irvin's still not back and uh, Malik Collins been having these little spells here and there. But outside of that, this team going to be okay. As long as these two linebackers, the young linebackers that we got, LVE, 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 I say it so good now that uh, I ate so much crow about him. And, I, and I, I will be one of the first people to admit that I was wrong about him. But as long as they got that guy, six foot four, you, can, you can't teach that, right? God-given uh, uh, talent with height and, and that type of length that he got is only, only God can give you that. And uh, he utilizing that to his best ability. And then on top of that, if you add in what 54 can do, Jalen, man, the guy's flying out to the ball. One can argue the fact that he's getting closer and closer to his Notre Dame shape. And the guy has been explosive. He's been the unsung hero for several games. He's not getting all the credit that he deserved, but it's okay. Because I love the fact when we have guys flying under the radar. I love that. And then on top of that, Byron Jones. <clears throat> Nationally, Locally, we're talking about Byron Jones, but nationally, he don't get the credit that he deserves because he's not getting the INTs. So what I want Byron Jones, number 31, to do this weekend, <clears throat> snag a few, not just one, snag a few. Get out there, pluck the ball out of the sky so I can be doing. Thank you for tuning in to the Law Nation Film Session as we take a deeper look at Byron Jones snatching the balls from the high heavens and bringing it back for six points on the board this is what we need. This is what we want to see. The tenacity, the strength, the length that he has. He has the world record in jumping for crying out loud. This guy is fantastic. And we seeing a lot from number 31 this year. And he going to be a shoe in to the Pro Bowl. That's what I want to see out there from Byram, my boy Jones. I already said all that last year and the year before that, that Byram Jones is a cornerback, not a safety. And now all of a sudden, they seeing that he is a safety. That's why I love Chris Richard. Can I talk to you guys just for a minute? Chris Richard, when he came into that office, he said, you know what? 
I saw what I needed to see out of Byron Jones. He is a cornerback. I don't know why you guys got him playing out there in space. He got too much length, too much talent. He's got hidden speed that a lot of people fail to realize that this guy hawked down a guy last year. Ajahe hawked him down. <laughs> Came down and knocked him out and just said, okay, I am the guy that got that next level speed. And the best thing a cornerback can have, believe it or not, it's what we call in this cornerback DB world is what we call the recovery speed. And when Byron Jones, if this was his, my goodness, if this was his second and third year playing cornerback, he would then know how to have extra weapon out there as it relates to manipulating the, uh, the wide receivers and baiting them. That's a trait that is hard to develop out there and to master. But it's okay. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, re-signed Byron Jones, the guy is going to be fantastic throughout his career. You can book that. And then towards the latter part, when Byron Jones, somebody put down Byron Jones' age because he still looked young. And then one thing that I love about those guys with those type of skill sets is that later, I'm talking about later down the line, when they become wise and they become understanding of the full entire field, and you can move him over to safety. And he got a long way to go before he gets into his 30s. I can guarantee you that because he still looks young. The boy can barely grow facial hair. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Uh, this team is young altogether. Uh, shout out to you always, lady. Money making mall. Just Stoney. Appreciate you for tuning in to this thing. Jones making the Pro Bowl. This is from my guy, Young Wilson. Steve Denton. What's up? Matty Ice going to have a long day. Mark my words. We hope so. Because teams begin to have that confidence. And they stand tall when they're in that stadium. But what we have to do is develop some type of pressure that's beyond just D-Law. We need Randy Gregory to eat. We need some other guys on the opposite side, like my guy number 92, Torrance Armstrong. <laughs> he needs to eat. Uh, and also the inside, the interior pressure. All right, so Byron Jones is 26, man. Appreciate you, Solar, man. Appreciate you. Byron Jones is 26, too. Calvin Williams, appreciate you, man. Thank you for the info, man. I'm telling you, the nation is strong out here with information. Y'all just feed me left and right. I love that. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys are always on the money, man. I love this. Uh, who, I'm just going to jump over to my Facebook group. Russell, what's good with you, man? Uh, let me see what you have over here. We have to establish a pass rush. Yes. Yes. If not, Mighty Ice will be torturing, <laughs> will torture us. Yes, you're right. You put pressure on Matt Ice. And then he'll be uh, faulty ice at that point or Maddie slush. And then he will give the ball away. But we have to do our job. Uh, if, if you cannot get the turnovers and takeaways that you want, then at least apply the pressure. You know, there's another statistic out there that their third down offense is nice. Tyson, West Coast, uh, appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the nation. Uh, guys, go out there and follow uh, Tyson, West Coast page. Got tons of information out there. Uh, they always out there on, on, 
on the ones and twos. I'm talking about scouting, doing interviews with players as well. Part of the Cowboys experience. Salute to him uh, and, and also to his followers. Jamal Anderson. Yes, appreciate you, man. I'm late, but, but the Cowboys, we're going to be live like 95. He got the score going 30 to 27. Ooh, that, that will be, you, you know what I said, I believe on another uh, live show that I did, is that this Cowboys team, we need to pull out those early wins. Uh, well, not the early wins, but those close games. We really need to win one of those games that's real close, tight to the chest. Because if not, then what will happen here is that sometimes teams become a little lax a little bit. But sometimes uh, I compare all this just like a, a knot on a rope. When the opposition is pulling on that <laughs> pulling on that rope on both sides, the world is pulling against that rope, that knot gets a little tighter. And it gets a little tighter and it, and it becomes um, impossible almost to pull away. And this is how this team should respond when the opposition, when the uh, everybody's saying that this team is trash and, and the Eagles are number one and they're the defending Super Bowl champions and the Redskins are going to walk away with this division. And you got Stephen A. Smith and you got Shannon Sharp saying skip, skip, skip. And you got Skip taking the jersey off of his, his body, the Dak Prescott jersey and hat and throwing it in a trash can. And then all of a sudden we winning. And then he goes back into that same trash can and taking that uh, jersey out of the trash can and putting it back on. What kind of fickle fan? That is the definition of being a fickle fan. You take it off your equipment. You take it off that silver and blue and you put it in the trash can. And then for us to ultimately win and then you go back into that same trash can and you pull that jersey out and you put it back on. I do not want to have no dealings with fans that have that give up mindset. Who Those fans that lay down and say, okay, well, this team is trash and I'm never supporting this team. And then next three weeks later, they putting on the jersey. They going back into the trash cans or they going back into the grave barrier site where they bury the jersey and they putting it back on. No, I want the fan that endured through all of this stuff who endured through all of the ups and the downs and say, you know what? We went in now, baby. And I never left. I stayed here firm. I stayed here tall. I stayed tall talking trash to the Redskins, talking trash to the New England Patriots, talking trash to the Saints fan, telling the Saints fan who was the quarterback before Drew Brees, questioning people who was the quarterback before Tom Brady, who was the coach before um, Bill Belichick. I'm talking about fans that know football and not jumping on to team, to team, to team. It's all, you know what crazes me? All of a sudden, I'm walking around Dallas, and I'm walking around when I flew out there to uh, when I was in, in some other parts of these uh, United States, and I'm seeing a lot of people walking around with that with that red and KC hat and KC T-shirts and stuff like that. And I'm saying, okay, it's cool in L.A. Rams, and they talking about, man, I always was a Ram fan. I'm saying, man, where were you guys a couple of years ago, you know? And then all of a sudden, everybody be just jumping on teams that win. But glory is the person that stood firm and stayed tight with their team, even though we lose and even though we have an owner who thinks he's a coach, even though we have a professional clapper as the coach too as well. So we still sit here strong with Silver and Blue Nation one way or another. We're going to try to get this thing going. Guys know how this thing go. Shout out to you, man, for making the donation to help grow the nation. Stand alone complex. The longer we wait to extend Amari, the more he will want. You know what? I think Amari is cut from a different cloth. 
Uh, but I appreciate you bring me, bringing me back to football. Because <laughs> I was about to start preaching around here, man. Uh, this is the thing, uh, stand along. Um, the market value of Amari Cooper, whether or not we love it or hate it, will always be, I believe, 14, $15.5 million. I think the high end you will pay sixteen million because I think that that's what they paid the uh, the other guy that went to I think I want to say to Kansas City uh, the guy that we I think his last name was Watkins Watson or something like that uh, that that's this market value sixteen million a year and and it may be a a high uh, price tag but. Uh, uh, what's up, Clorox Bleach, man? Appreciate you for tuning in. And Stevie, man, thank you for tuning in. And Vaping Beard, thank you for tuning in to the uh, to the show. Appreciate you, man. Must got a cold beard to be naming yourself Vaping Beard. Uh, Chop, what's up, man? Uh, the market value is $16 million, And I think that uh, $16 million is not a healthy price. Although uh, a lot of people was talking about, wait, 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 You would pay him $16 million, but you was saying that it was too much to pay Dez Bryant 12 or 13 million. Um, I was on record saying that, hey, if we can get Dez Bryant back around to his third year with Dak Prescott, maybe some more chemistry and maybe some of that would develop and just let him play out his contract, then maybe, just maybe, next year we can regroup and look at some things as it relates to contract talk. But neither here nor there, Dez Bryant gone. Uh, it's water under the bridge. Hopefully he have a fantastic, wonderful career uh, whenever he gets back healthy and hope all is well with him with the Saints. But looking forward to Amari Cooper getting paid a $16 million, uh, some type of a, a year contract, not that bad when you have over $75 million. And I understand that's cap room that we have available. It could be more because I think they're going to adjust adjust the uh, the salary cap by this uh end of the year and uh we only looking at paying um D Law. I don't think that they're gonna pay uh David Irving. I think they're gonna let David Irving walk because he have yet to produce uh as it relates to on a consistent level, although we have tried and tried to work out his off the field issues and, and his transgression that he got going on with his families and things like that. But the Cowboys got to understand that, that we're not a rehabilitation camp. We have to just take it, take that loss on the chin and move on and uh, see who else we can start prospecting and see if we can develop uh, Dorrance Armstrong or go out there with the money that we do have and draft a, a, a veteran defensive guy who can play 16 weeks, 17 weeks and beyond. Uh, shout out to you, David Alexander, for making a donation to help grow the nation. He dropped $20 in the bucket. He said, Cowboys fans since 19 of 63. My goodness. My goodness, that's a, that's, that's a long time, right? <laughs> shout out to you, man. 63, that's a long time to be rooting for the Cowboys. But me and David can now talk about this. David, the next comment that you put down in the chat box, to let everybody know that you went through the ups and the downs and the downs and the downs and then back to the ups. And uh, I can argue the fact that 60s was a horrible time for us. And then part of the 70s, hey, we got things back into the groove. And then in the 80s, horrible time for us, right, Cowboys Nation? Then in the 90s, the, the, the earlier part of the 90s, Man, now those three Super Bowls in the 90s, 
man, man, I'm telling you, in the 80s, there was a lot of Cowboys nation, a lot of Cowboys fans that, that, that left the team. And see, they going down to the Houston Oilers. And some departed and went to the uh, Chicago Bears. And some ran off and said, you know what? The 49er Gold Rush don't look that bad. And they went off there and they started putting on that, uh, that nasty, ugly color over there with the 49ers. But those who waited and said, Tom Landry is eventually going to turn this thing around. And then all of a sudden, this billionaire or millionaire at the point bought out the team and then made some whole bunch of stuff. We didn't know what was going on. And, and a part of us was angry and upset. But then another half of us was kind of sort of happy and uh, saying, oh, yes, something fresh, a new ideal coming in, a different type of voice that's going to be in this locker room, a coach that wanted for a lot of teams, well, wanted for a team in, this, in the uh, Miamis in, in college. And then when the guy came out and everybody was like, man, what the world is this coach is doing? We horrible. A lot of people were saying, oh, man, Troy Aikman is trash. <laughs> and, uh, and, and But Steve Walsh would be the guy. And, uh and beyond, you know, and uh, we turned the things around. It was a long time from 89 to the 90 because we didn't win anything in the 90. We didn't win anything in 91, but there's hope. And when I tell everybody, when there's hope in the future, there's power in the presence. And this team right now, where, where's the hope? The hope is what we see out there just changing right in our eyes, that defense. We have yet to see a defense. Yes, it's not doing a lot of turnovers, not doing a lot of takeaways. But this defense, they, they, they rise, they rises to the occasion. And the thing is, what this game this weekend will let us know everything about this defense. This weekend will let us know, Cowboys Nation, whether or not this defense is for real. This weekend, believe it or not. That's why I said I want Byron Jones to do some crazy things. I really want LVE. I'm telling you, keep putting this guy out there. He's developing. He's learning. He's picking up things faster than normal. And then what will happen here is then all of a sudden you look up and say, hey, that LVE pick wasn't that bad. Now we need Taco to step it up, right? <laughs> yes, Taco needs to step it up too. So, and, and Jordan Lewis, I know that uh, he's not a full-time starter out there. They rotate him in and out. I want Jordan Lewis to do something real nasty and also Xavier Woods. All these guys are so young. Uh, let me just jump back over. Shout out to you, Christopher Smith and uh, Stephen Denton. Appreciate you, man. That's on the Law Nation 2.0 page, I believe. And Dollar Ninja, appreciate you, man. Uh, tight end Mike Dick account the Cowboys winning touchdown in Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, 51? No, that's not 51. You got to put that number out there, man. I don't know the Roman numerals that well, you know. But uh, shout out to you, man. Um, Chop, vaping beer. What's up? Why can't Dak throw the ball on time? Um, there's there's some uh i'm not a cowboys coach i'm not a quarterback coach i'm not a quarterback guru guy but what i can say right here is that when dak prescott when that when that wall of protection is there he plays better now when that wall of protection caving in on him he plays horrible he plays like a fourth round draft pick now when dak prescott rolls out to his right he plays better when Dak Prescott, uh, the running attack is decent, he plays better. 
Now, the problem is with Dak Prescott, and it's the same problem that he had on the scouting report of Vaping Beard. Appreciate you of putting that comment out there of, of why Dak Prescott is failing to get the ball out of his hands and things of that nature. Um, it, it, it comes down with repetition, and it comes down with, with trust. He got to trust the offensive line because not all the time you have to bail out or run out of the pocket. Sometimes you can do – and a good example of that – will be from Matt, Matty Ice this weekend. Sometimes when that pressure is caving in on you, you can do what they call sliding and keeping your feet moving. You can step up into the pocket. If the pressure is too far, too closing in on your left and your right, you can step up through the pocket and still go through your hot reads and, ha- and know where the opposition is at when your quick reads are there and throw the ball and release the ball. Or you can actually slide in the pocket, meaning that, when the opposition is coming from the left and you see him coming through from the left, it's harder for that guy to attack you, especially when you're 6'3", 6'4". I think that's what Matty Ryan is, uh, 6'3", 6'4", maybe 6'5". Uh, you can slide towards the guy and that throw his momentum off. And if you look at Peyton Manning, he's never been a guy that you can, out, you can, you can say, okay, this guy would outrun me. But he knows how to maneuver within the pocket. The pocket became his best friend. And Dak Prescott, at this stage, and is developing. And remember earlier, we were talking about developing of a uh, the, the coaching staff and the, uh, uh, the quarterback coach developing players. This, this staff have yet to do that. And uh, one can argue the last time they developed anybody was when Sean Payton of Crying Out Loud was here. So, um that's, that's just a, a, an issue that the Cowboys have as far as coaching. And, and one can argue the fact that uh, this Cowboys nation, the, the, the beautiful Cowboy nation ran by Jerry Jones and company, they run it like a family, uh, like a, a mom and pops. They do that. And, and it can benefit you in certain factors and it can hinder you in major other ways. It's hard to let your family member go. <laughs> and you guys know that. You guys spend... Right now, those who are, who are going to eat a wonderful feast in a few days, you already know how this thing goes. That one auntie that think that she can make the best mac and cheese, and although it tastes horrible, uh, she's going to make that mac and cheese. <clears throat> and to save feelings and, and to save those emotions, you're going to go ahead and still allow her to make those mac and cheese. You, you know how this thing goes, right? <laughs> You're going to allow her to make it still or whatever dish that she makes, uh, rice, broccoli, rice, casserole, whatever you guys eat, that auntie is still going to make it. And you and as a family member, you don't want to rub her the wrong way. And you're just going to say, OK, <laughs> uh, auntie, that was some good <laughs> broccoli and rice casserole, <laughs> although it tastes like trash. You, you guys know how you guys know how this thing goes. Uh, and that's how Jerry Jones is running this operation. He's running it like a family, like, like, like mom and pops, you know. Uh, you know, somebody say, hey, I, I don't have the $5 today, but I can get you next week. And uh, mom and pops be like, well, we trust you. Just bring the $5 in next week and you can pick up these items. But if you go to a national business operation, you say, hey, I don't have $2 or I don't have 50 cents well, if I don't have a dime, they're looking at you like, where's my money? 
that's just the root and that's just the truth appreciate those let me just jump over here back to my facebook panel man F felix man thank you for tuning in to the nation carrie teagle again what's up man appreciate you man uh, you guys been commenting man jay what's up man most quarterbacks struggle with pressure within their face expect pressure same with dak prescott watch how he keeps playing better with a new left guard uh yes uh I, I think that the left guard and and Connor Williams, the difference between those two, Connor Williams still developing. I think he's only what six or seven games in to his natural career, so he don't know the things that the uh, Xavier number seventy six left guard can do. And and the number seventy six left guard, although he may have been on other teams and he struggled, what have you, but one can argue the fact that he never had a. Tyrant Smith to the left of him. So, I mean, this thing with the uh, guard play or what have you, it can become better with time. Uh, I, I think that what Connor Williams, his offseason regiment, maybe he can gain about five to maybe 10 pounds of pure muscles and strength and maybe push up his, uh, uh, his, his power a little bit deeper and get his uh, uh, plyometrics and his explosions from his lower end stronger. You know, all those things can couple together and maybe, just maybe, he can become a better left guard down the line. But as of today, I'm trusting number 76 on my blind side of the field. That's 77 and number 76. I would trust those two guys more than I would trust a young Connor Williams out there. <laughs> Karen, what's good? Thank you for tuning in. St stuffings, uh, dressing. What do you say? Do you say dressings or stuffings? Let me know. <laughs> you put stuffings down there. I'm from the South, so we say dressing. And that not everybody. I don't, I don't eat everybody's dressing. <laughs> now dressing is a skill to it you know as a film breakdown type of skill to it thank you for tuning in to the law nation film session as we look at the dressing not stuffings <laughs> and, uh, and some people put big chunks of celery in there and it just takes nasty but when they when they refine that celery they know how to put the the onions and and some people can put get away with bell peppers in that dressing you see but uh, and, and I like my, my my cornbread crust a little bit harder, you know, than this small, soft, smushy type, you know. But what's good for the goose, good for the gatherer, right? Nate Newton, what's good, man? This is from Jay Stubb. What's going on with you? Uh, Nate Newton was not an overnight success. It took some time. Yes, it did. It took him from going from the dead skin, Redskins, to, over to the Cowboys. Um, it just take time, man. Um, this is from uh, Stan Alone for making a donation to help grow the nation. Uh, he says, where's the boy Vita Vea? Don't tell me he bust, he's a bust for Washington. Remember when we all wanted him in a draft? Something about Vita Vea. We, we, we would have to still see. It still takes time for those interior guys to develop. And it's just one of those things. But, yeah, I agree that LVE it's looking better as of today than a Vita Vea. But I, I would love Vita Vea to be coached up by Rob Marinelli. But Cowboys went with a different angle, you know. So it's all about coaching, too. So um, it is what it is. Uh, no, is it no filter 318 from my Law Nation page? Tony Romo needs to be the uh, quarterback coach. 
I, I know a lot of people want to snatch Tony Romo out of the booth. But when you're in that booth, when you're in that seat every week, your record is zero and zero. But when you start coaching, everybody start giving you like the little worried eyes and be like, uh, can you believe they made that decision? Can you believe that quarterback passed another interception? And then on top of that, you're in that grinding and studying over film. And I don't think Candace Romo would love her, Tony Romo, to be out there on the streets uh, coming in at various times of the night. I could be wrong, but I don't think Candace would like that, you know. Uh, but for those who are out there saying Tony Romo should be an offensive coordinator, head coach, what have you, you know, he's in a, a, in a position right now with Jim Nance is just a life. He can just sit back and, and call the game and every Sunday and Thursday night and uh, possible Monday night, this brother is undefeated. <laughs> it, it, but I do know that, he, that he's a competitive and he loved, and he's, he loved to compete, but you know, he might want to sit back. Uh, Epic. What's up, man? Shout out to you. Thank you for being part of the deal. I'm from the South, too. So dressing it is. Yes. <laughs> this is from Karen. Yes, man. You guys talk have me talking about Thanksgiving food. And, and it's beyond just a holiday. I think it's more of a, a celebration of gathering up together of everybody from different walks of life. Just like this Cowboys Nation. I may not look like you guys, but I guarantee you, if you cut me, I might swing at you. But we will bleed silver and blue, right? I might swing at you. And trust me, these hands are quick. These hands are official, right? <laughs> but um, we all bleed silver and blue, and we all want this team. The love and adulation that we have for the team is beyond, and we just want this team to win. Uh, and I know that you guys uh, want the team to win too. So even those who just despise and hate the coaching staff and and, and especially Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott, at the end of the day, we just want the team to win. And people, that's why I love strong opinions. I put out clips uh, earlier today, and I had a clip where uh, Aaron Rodgers was dropping back, and he had a wide-open guy in the flats. He had a wide-open receiver down the field, and he held on to the ball. Maybe he was looking for the uh, the deep guy that was running the, the – the, uh, I guess he was running a post route or a fade uh, on the corner there. I guess he was waiting for him to clear his face. And he took the sack, and they went for a field goal. He got, and I think that he only got three points out of the deal. They ultimately lost the game, and people was like, "Hey, how dare you, Law? How, why are you comparing Aaron Rodgers to Dak Prescott?" And they forgot the main point. The main point was me not comparing the quarterbacks, but I was talking about the team. One can argue Aaron Rodgers one of the greatest quarterbacks some of you guys ever laid eyes on and <laughs> man can make every throw. If you think Mahomes is doing something crazy, can you imagine uh, Aaron Rodgers and having Andy Reid coaching him up? Come on now. And um, Aaron Rodgers can make every throw a great quarterback, but just being great at one position, do not guarantee you a win at the Super Bowl. In order to win the Super Bowl collectively, Everybody got to step up to the plate. And that's how you win in the National Football League. Everyone must step up to the plate. <laughs> and even if you have to pay the officials, you got to step up to the plate. If you got to deflate, deflate some footballs, you got to step up to the plate, right? <laughs> I'm just joking with you. But um, Aaron Rodgers, of course, <laughs> uh, like my guy Vaj Lombardi, I'll kick off 
a lot of people are off the bridge to have Aaron Rodgers on this team. But the thing is, collectively, just because you got a great passer of the ball does not guarantee you will win games. And uh, as much as we love Aaron Rodgers, his ability to throw the ball down the field and that beautiful deep pass that he can throw, they're still 4-5-1. and one. Similar record to the Cowboys. And one can argue they do have receivers. They do have a dynamic tight end. They don't have a trash of a running back. When they do decide to run the ball, Aaron Jones can run the ball, number 33 or 31, whatever his number is. He can run the ball. Defensive-wise, they got number 52. He is a stud out there, so no one can say, well, they don't have defense. No, they do have defense. Their defense are pretty good at times. What they lack in is uh, uh, cornerbacks. But they drafted, they, they, they drafted some cornerbacks, some guys that I had high on my draft board. I, I can't say the name right now. It's slipping my mind. But I know that they drafted their one kid. I think he's a Texas kid uh, right down the street or street, as we say down here in the South. <laughs> but right down the street. So, I mean, we can have those uh, excuses for the uh, Green Bay, but we are gloss over what Cowboys need to do. And that's just the bottom line. You do not win in the National Football League as an individual. This is not basketball. This is football, baby. <laughs> football. Rolfing. <laughs> Buckhead now, man. He said Romo is an offensive coordinator. No, he's not going to get out of that booth. He shouldn't leave that booth, that booth out there. Um, Steve Denton, Aaron Jones, 33 from UTEP. Yeah, yeah, that boy can run. <laughs> That boy can run. I would love to have him as the second back. Good change of pace. No no shot at Rod Smith, but a guy like that that can run in between and bounce to the outside who can keep his balance in low center of gravity. Man, and then got a little speed to him. That boy is nasty. You, you pair him up with Zeke Elliott, man, that'd be nice. Um, We got them sorry dead skin game. Yeah, Sheila. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out something. Yeah, Cowboys, um, what do we got here? Yeah, the Cowboys game won't be available in your area. Brian Bradford. Oh, man. Oh, it's crazy. They should put that game all over. And then it's an early game, I believe, like a 12 noon or something like the noon game or what have you. Yeah. Kerry Teagle. Falcons have, uh, let me see what my guy Kerry Teagle, man. Man, he's always here, man. The official. I know you part of the notification squad. I appreciate you, Kerry Teagle. Uh, Falcons have gave up a lot of yardage to the backs catching out of the backfield. Keep Zeke involved. Um, Catching out of the backfield, I think that the problem is with the Falcons and that and that aspect, their DBs don't want, they don't want that business. So you think Ezekiel hurt on somebody last game. And these guys don't they don't want that contact. And and, and they try to do the ankle grabbers and, and they don't want to wrap up tackle. They try to do the shoulder love. And what Ezekiel Elliott does when he's out there, he's playing chess the whole time, Kerry. And um I this is one of those games. I'm not gonna say it, but but hell, I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway. Ezekiel Elliott needs to eat. He needs to put back to back good games like this. Uh, this type of team, 30 against the uh, passing. Also, I think they're somewhere in the 20 of some, something like that against the run. This team, and I said it uh, last week, that the uh, Eagles, um, we can run on them. And, and uh, 
my guy DDP was like, no, nah, they did this and this with the stats. I said, no, nah, they didn't play nobody who ran the ball. <laughs> this is a pass-happy league. Watch Ezekiel Elliott eat. And he ate. <laughs> so he need to eat again. Ezekiel Elliott need to have a big appetite against the Falcons. He need to let them know that last year I wasn't out there on the field. The Roger Goodells of the world snatched that opportunity from me. And then on top of that, my God, number 77 wasn't there as well. So this team need to come out guns are blazing they need to fight you need to continue to fight so uh i'm just, just going to go over this again uh for those who are out there who miss who just joined in uh, cowboys experience ultimate experience uh, go to cowboysexperience.com where you can find out a lot and a tons of information they're one of our sponsors here uh we're going to have uh cold beat well not cold beats this week but we're going to have michael gallup jeff heath and uh rod smith the brother of uh, of, of Jalen Smith into the mix. And, of course, we have uh, Drew Pearson, the original 88 guy that's going to be out there. We're going to have autographs, t- chances for you guys to pick their brains, uh, talk to them about, you know, what's going on pretty much outside of football or daily football talk as well as uh, uh, preparation of the game. You guys can get all that questions to us, and we can try to give them uh, the questionings and, and see what kind of answer they would give back to us things like that just go to their facebook page cowboys experience and you can join them and you can be part of their notification squad we have tons of information uh things like ed too tall jones competition uh film breakdowns here too uh you'll see uh big game james my guy tyson uh dc uh scouting um, you will see uh, Vach Lombardi all on this thing, man. We all part. We one big happy family. Uh, my guy Mark Holmes, we're going to be uh, joining together and doing a fantastic thing when we go play the Sheagles uh, in a few weeks. Uh, Mark Holmes is going to be coming down to Dallas. And we're just going to have a fantastic, wonderful, glorious, beautiful day. And I would love to see you all there in the mix too. That's all the time I have for today. I really thank you all for yours. And remember... You're listening to nothing but the best. Let's jam on out, man. Let's jam on out to this thing. Mm. Yeah. Salute. How dare I not give shout out to all of y'all, man? Let me give a shout out to y'all before I run, man. Uh, don't forget to put down where you're from. Score prediction. Noah Brown at tight end. Uh, Bughead now. Yeah, that could be possible. Uh, Jay Cena, I can't see you, man. Appreciate you, man, for tuning in to the nation. Uh, football is a team sport. Yes, you 1,000% right. Clorox bleach. Yes. All right. Ricardo, hot boy. What's good with you, man? Bust a freestyle. That was Jay saying. You know, one fish, two fish, two fish, blue fish. Yes. Dr. Sue said that, man. Yeah, I'm putting y'all these Dr. Seuss rhymes, man. Put that down in your mental. So if you mess with us, you will come out toothless. We'll put y'all in the hearse. That's what I'm talking about. You can reverse that rhyme here and there. But um, let's go over here. Brian Bradford, appreciate your money making mall. David Alexander, Cleveland Brown. I watched that show, man. Appreciate you. Christopher Smith, appreciate you. Young Wilson, Billy Joe. That's what I'm talking about. Billy Joe knows. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, 30 to 21 money making mall you didn't put who gonna win it so i i presume i believe that the cowboys will win that yes from san diego what's up man what you know about el cajon and all those areas let me know (laughs) 
Nick Blue, what's up, man? DC for life. Two in a row. That's what we need. Yes. Let me jump over to my Facebook elite panel. Yes. Let me see what we got over here. Mm. Ricardo, what's good, man? Let's get these back-to-back. Yeah. We got to get these back-to-back wins, baby. Yeah. We got to do that. Yes. Thank you. Shout out to Sheila Neal. Miss Jackie. Jamal Anderson, yes, we live like 95. Yeah, bump this in your car, right? Yeah. Join that Silver and Blue Nation too. Big game James and things. The Dallas Prospect. Every legend was once a prospect. Yeah. 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 And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. 